This might be the longest book we've ever read. Welcome to another episode of This Goose is Cooked. Christmas and Celebrity Book Edition. Where we review books intended for our future generations. Today's book, The Christmas Princess by Mariah Carey and Michaela Angela Davis. Illustrated by Fuji Takashi. Published by Henry Holt and Company. As a reminder, we'll be off Monday for Christmas. And we here at This Goose is Cooked hopes everyone has a very Merry Christmas. And we'll see you Tuesday. For those who don't know Mariah Carey, she's an American singer, songwriter, and actress. As an actress, she has starred in such movies as Precious, The Lego Batman Movie, and Glitter. I heard that last one didn't fare so well. You may have also seen her as a judge on American Idol. But what she's really known for is her music. She's the only artist to date to have her first five singles hit number one on Billboard's Top 100. And she holds the record for most Billboard Hot 100 singles by a solo artist with 19. She's known for such songs as We Belong Together, All I Want for Christmas Is You, and Always Be My Baby. She has 5 Grammys, 10 AMAs, and 16 Billboard Music Awards. She's also been inducted into the Songwriters Hall of Fame and has been dubbed the Queen of Christmas. Well, we'll just see about that one. Her book, The Christmas Princess, is by far the longest book we've read. Ever. Woo. It takes it out of ya. It joins a young Mariah living in a shanty home with only her mother and a rather abrasive bird. It's Christmas time, and the horrible neighborhood kids come over to torment her. But then she sees it snowing out, and she runs out into the woods to enjoy the weather. Where something magical happens. Will we actually make it to the end of this one in time for Christmas? Or will we be tapping out, putting the bookmark in, and waiting for next year? Well, bring food rations and a reading light. Grab your books if you got them, and let's get cooking. We're going to skip past the letter Mariah writes to herself, complaining about her name being misspelled or mispronounced, or some shit. Boo-hoo. Cry me a river. You've made millions, lady. Give it a rest. Anyway, it has nothing to do with the story, so we're moving on. We open on Mariah getting woken up by a bird shouting at her, and her mother singing to wake her up. Her life already sounds awful. I've gotta say, Mariah's mom not only doesn't look like her in a single way, she looks like the Wicked Witch in every story. And because of this, I'm gonna assume her mother, and I'm doing air quotes, stole her right out of the crib. Mariah's a hostage and she doesn't even know it. And as it turns out, Mariah is being forced to grow up in a shanty house in the rich neighborhood. Mother must have bought it at the right time. That's one hell of an investment. This mother is too smart for her own good. Though, 
I don't know how no one in the neighborhood has called the cops on him. It looks like a house that would have hostages in the basement. Maybe she isn't as smart as I'm giving her credit for. Mariah describes the house as a shithole. Nothing is upkept. Now whose fault is that? A little dusting goes a long way. Actually, they have fleas. So they need to do a little more than that. But still, a little Lysol and flea collars, and that place would go from hostage shack to villa. We're several pages in, and Mariah's still talking about the rundown home. Just demolish the damn thing if it's that bad. Let's move on already. Oh, no way! In this shithole of a home, where's extreme makeover home edition when you need, um, Jews? There's one bright spot where Mariah felt at home and accepted, and that was at the piano. Why, you ask? Well, apparently she likes to sing. Who knew? But from the other side of the room, we hear a call. And considering how small this place is, I assume it's two feet away from Mariah. Do you need to shout? I'm standing right here. Evidently, it's time for Mariah to comb her mother's hair. Must be how they get the fleas out. We learn that mother has perfect hair, and it's always attended to. She's like Lori Lightfoot. No amount of money, or COVID, is going to stop her from getting her hair done. But in contrast, Mariah's hair was a mangy mess. Her mother couldn't take the time out of her busy day not making money or keeping up the house to at least brush the knots out of her own daughter's hair. Can you imagine how much lice has got to be in there? That's negligence. We're the neighbors. Don't they know this is a great way to get this lady kicked out of the house so they don't have to stare at that eyesore anymore? We continue with how bad Mariah's living conditions are, learning she lives in the attic. Quote, She had so few things to call her own. Colon, Her special notebook of songs and cuddles the teddy bear but she never complained about her cramped circumstances. Besides, she was pretty thin. End quote. Um, am I missing something? Or did Mariah leave out some context here? Because that statement could go one of two ways. Is she saying she doesn't complain because she's too thin and would get her ass beat? Because if that's the case, my, is she a realist? What did you say? I said the attic is so damn hot in the summer. Why, you ungrateful daughter of a... You just graduated to the closet. Or is she saying, Hey, on the bright side, my physique looks pretty damn good. Because if that's the case, my, is she a realist? Hey! Do you see that chick over there? Yeah, she looks poor. I'm rich, what do I care? Oh, she stinks. I can get around that. That's not what I'm saying. What? Her body is banging. I think I'm gonna marry her. Hey, you wanna go home with me? Oh, hey. Sure. I knew this body would get me out of here. Well, I guess that one will never be answered.
but we do know she's a hard-working woman, and that's what every man needs to find. Quote, Time to clean up the birdcage, ma. Dot, dot, dot. Rye. Dot, dot, dot. Ah. Squeaked Pavarotti, a.k.a. Mike the Bird, from his gray, shadowy side. This was her most dreaded, stinky, sticky chore. A clothespin on her nose, she quickly scooped out the smelly mush. Yak. It made her totally want to scream and hide. End quote. Ain't that some shit. Now that's one mean bird. It blew up its own cage and then forced a girl to clean it up. Talk about sick in the head. But on another note, why the hell does this bird have two names? My name's Pavarotti, but my friends call me Mike. Your friends? Or people you tortured? Same thing. But around Christmas time, Mother would sing to put food on the table. Clearly she's not a very good singer. But apparently they were so poor, they didn't even have enough money to put a lock on the door. So when Mother would go out to hit those high notes for food, Mariah would be left unprotected. So, not only were they poor, they were stupid too. No one taught her the old chair-under-the-doorknob trick. So now we have a girl in a completely unlocked house that might as well have a sign on it that says, Hello, burglars. Come on in. And we learn that her next-door neighbors are from France. Just great. The French are assholes. And the kids are little blonde-haired, blue-eyed bastards. Of course. And they decide they're going to kick in her door on Christmas Eve. Knock, knock. No, they're not unrelenting carolers who are going to force her to listen to the 12 days of Christmas whether she likes it or not. They're there for one reason, to pick on Mariah. And while the brother and sister are in Mariah's shanty, the boy pulls out a comb, probably to make sure he doesn't have any fleas, and when he brings it up close to his ear, the comb starts to talk to him and tells him to wreck the place. Wait a minute. They're taking orders from a comb? Who's their tutor? The plunger? So asinine. Wouldn't it have been easier to just say their parents neglected them on Christmas Eve and they went to take it out on a defenseless girl? I don't know. Maybe that would be too depressing. But would you look at that? It starts to snow outside. It's a winter wonderland. And Mariah takes off sprinting about that bitch. Like, Bye. Have fun destroying a house that's already destroyed. And she runs further and further into the woods. Smart thinking. Get lost in the cold. With her skinny frame, she won't last two hours out there. She eventually falls down into the snow and looks up at the sky. To see the stars and snowflakes, begin to turn into fairies. Hypothermia is setting in. Poor girl. In more ways than one. No money, and now she's going to die alone. Mariah begins to sing, and the fairies begin to dance, and lead her further and further into the woods, just getting her even more lost. And then all of a sudden, the fairies vanish, like LeBron in the 2011 finals versus the Mavs. They gone. 
Mariah falls to the ground again, and what does she find? But an enchanted heart-shaped stone. What the fuck is going on? This is all over the place. We got talking combs, fairies, and now magical kidney stones. It's ridiculous. All we need is Rachel Ziegler, and we have ourselves a Disney movie. Oh, but that's not all. Just when I thought it couldn't get any crazier, quote, Before she knew it, she was encircled by a gang of bullies in drab green uniforms and camouflaged in ice. It was the notorious Shamey Shame Boys. End quote. Uh, I don't think that's a street gang. They're in military garb. What is this, 1941 Germany? We got blonde-haired, blue-eyed children tormenting people, and now boys from the National Socialist Workers' Party? Quote, The shamey shame boys didn't like anyone who wasn't like them. Worst of all, they didn't like to read or learn. End quote. What? They're definitely Nazis. And they would definitely hate the This Goose is Cooked book club. We're all learned individuals here who love to read. So what does Mariah do? She starts to sing, and the stone she found leads her right to an old leather-bound book. I guess the shamey shame boys just let her walk away? Huh. Well, Mariah puts the stone into the book. Oh, no way! Old Mariah comes out of the book as the butterfly fairy queen. The old queen of Christmas has arrived. And the other fairies come back and put together a crown for little Mariah, for which the butterfly fairy queen places on little Mariah's head and proclaims her to be the Christmas princess. Hence the title. The queen leads little Mariah back to her shack. Great. Taking her right back to her captors. We're saved! Get back in the attic. Fuck. But would you look at that? The shack is all fixed up. It's quite the casita now. But not only was the house cleaned up, but mother and the bird were cleaned up too. And were joyfully waiting outside for her return. Shit, she's still alive. And then that piano comes outside, and the queen demands Mariah play for everyone. Quote, She happily plucked. Ding, 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 ding. End quote. Sounds like she's a little off-key. She might need a little more work. Well, the whole town gathers around. Quote, and everybody harmoniously got along as they sang little Mariah's joyous Christmas song. End quote. Oh, no way! They're singing, Always Be My Baby. And we'll linger on, sighed Captain Mr. Feeling Me Strong. Ooh, darling, cause you'll always be my baby. Do-do-do-dum. Do-do-do-do-do-dum. Oh, it's all I want for Christmas is you. Huh. That was my second guess. What's the moral to this one? Um, cleaning up is... Nope, that doesn't work. Uh, 
don't trust people with well-manicured hair? No, that's not it. Let's see. Isn't it obvious? Music brings people together, especially around the holidays. So throw on those Christmas tunes, especially Mariah's All I Want for Christmas, and watch the people feel the spirit. I think that's it. What do I think of Mariah's work? Well, the positive? I was super excited for this one. Yeah, that's it. The negatives are everything else. This was a complete letdown. I mean, where do I start? Some of the extra information didn't help the story. In fact, not only did it feel misplaced, it only served to confuse. And Mariah really went to the fantastical with this one, throwing in everything but the talking kitchen sink. I mean, this was written like someone who had ADHD tried to write a book while at a Christmas recital. It was all over the place. There wasn't really one prevailing theme. I'll keep going. The random antagonist just seemed thrown in there. And I had no clue what little Mariah's Christmas song was until Mariah randomly threw it in on the last page. And what was the deal with her mom? Was it a real mom or not? Was she nice or not? I would have liked to have seen that relationship developed a lot more. If Mariah could go back to the drawing board with this one, which I suggest she doesn't, and just puts this one in the trash. But if she does, she should have had way less characters introduced and just stick to this little girl's struggles. Maybe have her out on the streets trying to bring in money for her poor family and then uniting the town by singing All I Want for Christmas. Now that sounds like a story. But if you were confused, don't worry. I was confused. And I'm almost certain the illustrator was confused too. Which... Brings us to Fuji's pictures. They were stock celebrity pictures that, like I stated, struggled to help make this read coherent. In fact, they might have made it even more confusing. Alright, this has gone on long enough. Let's wrap this up. If you're Jewish and don't want to go see a bad Disney movie this Christmas, read this. It'll burn the whole day, and you'll be even more confused as to what Christmas is all about. On a scale from 1 to 5, I'm giving this book a point .3. I'm turning my nose up at it, having none of it, and the only reason I'm still sitting here is because someone said Christmas. This goose is cooked. Christmas and Celebrity Book Edition. Join us next time for another in-depth book review. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.